In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. It should be the goal of every man to prepare every day for his final day. So guys, this is coming. Do not shrink back. Lean into it. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your host, and I'm here with our producer and brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Doing really good today. Hey, we got a lot to cover, so I really don't care how you're doing. So I know. Hey, uh, yeah, I know. It's just like we, th- we asked that, so the guys think we actually care about <laughs> each other. So, hey, do you got a man law? I do, and I say this: identify the things in your life that are taking you off course. And if you're not sure what those are, you might want to ask your wife because uh, my wife's really good at sharing that. Oh, with me. God made them for that, man. Oh, they're perfect, and uh, they're a gift. I, I actually I saw some of the quotes that I pulled and put on social media that you had said in your book. And it's so good stuff. You guys got to grab Jim's book, uh, "Strong Men, Dangerous Times." But um, oh, thanks for the shameless pu- yeah, plug. Yeah, you know, we are we are officially an Amazon number one bestseller. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I got to credit that not to my writing, but to you know uh, <laughs> our digital marketing uh, person and and uh, all of those guys out there willing to buy the book and take a chance on it. So thank you guys. Well, I think it's great that you write for guys that don't read. So uh, that's helpful for me. So yeah, because you open the book and the pages are blank. Yeah. You can read a two hundred page book <laughs> in like five minutes. There's just nothing there. <laughs> well, Not hey, let's. Really, uh, no, that's good. Well, no. you know, your man law. Go ahead. I was going to say you need to get guys around you once you've identified those things that are winning in those areas. And uh, you know, I, we had some friends over for dinner this last week that are just speak so kindly and uh, such great people to be around. And I'm like, you know, that's an area I need to work on. I need to. I need to be around people like that more to encourage me in doing those things well. So, you know, guys, identify those things. Get people in your life to help you with those. Well, I think uh, a guy can solve 80% of his problems by hanging out with different guys. <laughs> you know, think? we've got a lot of guys yeah. in the room in this podcast that are on board listening that don't attend a church. And they're struggling through life, and they wonder why. And the reason is water seeks its own level. A Rising tide causes all ships to lift. So if you want to get better, hang around with better, more qualified magnum dudes. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, that's good stuff, man. I want to... It kind of leads into this episode, which you don't know what I'm talking about today, but I've had something that's been on my heart. You know, we're living 
in really interesting times. I've never lived during a pandemic. I've never lived during the, such incredible racial tension. I've never lived in a more litigious society. I mean, things are just really, really changing and really, really weird. And and I'm hearing a lot of guys that I hang out with, Christian guys that are nervous about different things. And, and you know, you come under persecution or you come under criticism for everything. Uh, just today I was in, in a coffee shop and I told the gal there, man, I just wrote a book and it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. And I was just, you know, because she's my barista. And she goes, what's the title? And I said, Strong Men, Dangerous Times. And she said, oh, is it a political book? I mean, <laughs> instantly you get into this. So so here's my thing, man. I had a, I was involved with a national men's ministry leader recently. And we started talking about this, this day and age and persecution, how, you know, Christian values are under persecution and how you've got this, this, you know, uh, equity versus equality, you know, the social justice, which is secularism versus biblical justice, and how you've got on the uh, social justice, this is all about equity, you know, give me mine, where biblical justice is about equality, and and he was talking about persecution, and I said, well, I'll be honest with you, I am not the guy to talk to, because I think persecution is a good thing. Mm. I think the the persecuted church is the growing, alive, strong, healthy church. The church that is not persecuted is the soft and weak and flabby church. And I said on episode 436 of a recent podcast that we are soft. We are soft because we live in a soft society, and we are soft because Christianity in the United States of America, and I know we've got the guys listening to this podcast from over 120 nations. So in the West, Christianity is soft, and I'm going to prove it. You know, it's really interesting. I don't know if you know this, Dale, so I won't call you out, but the guy who probably stopped the movement of the church, the first guy to come in who stopped the forward momentum of the church was a guy named Constantine. And he was he lived between uh, 272 and 337 AD. He's the first Roman emperor, emperor to give his life to Christ, and he made Christianity the state religion. And when he did that, he shut the movement down. It just you can you can go Google it, check it out. He hurt the movement because he made it legal. And in Christianity in, Cal- in Oregon and California and across our country is legal. And so I was talking to this national leader the other day, and he said, and I said, man, I'm, I'm excited about the persecution. I'm excited about what's coming. It's going to separate the sheep from the goats. It's going to be black and white. You know, we're going to, the Christians are be Christians. There's no gray zone anymore. And he said, well, you know, which so many Christian guys do this. Well, I'm willing to take a bullet for my faith, but if I did, I'd lose my family. And what would my kids have to live for? And I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I said, if you haven't died already, you won't die. I am willing to take a bullet for my faith because I have already died to that. I've been preparing my whole life to die for that. And I said, my kids would be better off spiritually if I took a bullet for my faith than if I didn't. Forget leaving my kids behind. I would rather be a guy who takes a bullet for my faith and I leave a legacy of suffering to my kids than a guy who sits fat and flabby and anonymous in his church and never does anything to get out of the bleachers and into the arena and take a chance. 
I would rather die for my faith any day of the week. In fact, Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. This life I live in the body, I live for the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. And so I told this national leader in my home, I almost lost my home in 2012. I'm okay with losing my home. What's the next step? I guess it's losing my life. And so I say, bring on the persecution. You know one of my life verses, Dale. Do you know what it is? Remember? 2 Timothy 3.12. For the godly in Christ will be persecuted. Around one, between 155 and 220 AD, a guy named Tertullian, he lived, and he was a prolific early Christian author from Carthage in the Roman province of Africa. He was an early Christian apologist, and he he especially battled the heresy of Gnosticism, and he was he's what people now call the father of Latin Christianity and the founder of Western theology, and Tertullian said this, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Mm. And so the church in America will not grow until we allow persecution, until it comes. So guys, it's coming. So don't pray against it, pray for it. I'm I'm serious here. We need to start separating the men from the males, the Christians from the followers of Jesus, and there is a difference. And guys, I'm, I'm telling you this because if you want to be your best version, you need to be sold out for Jesus and ready to die on the hill of your faith. So let me, let me give you a little deal. I went online, I did some research, and everybody has different research, but according to this research, I top, pulled up the top 20 nations in the world where Christianity is spreading the fastest. And here they are. Number one, Nepal. Uh, one uh, website said Iran. Nepal, China. United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Oman, Yemen, Mongolia, Cambodia, Bahrain, Benin, uh, Burkina, I can't pronounce this next one. Anyway, South Sudan, Bhutan, Mali, Brunei, Guinea, Kuwait, Singapore, Turks and Caicos Islands. So I know I hacked the pronunciation to death. But here's what I want to tell you. It's really interesting that 19 of the 20 countries where Christianity is spreading the fastest are in Asia and Africa. Mm-hmm. 11 of the countries in the top 10 are in a Muslim-majority nation. Not a single country of the top 20 growing nations of Christianity are in Europe, Northern America, or Latin America. Not one. Did you notice that the world's newest country, South Sudan, South Sudan became an independent country in 2011, and they separated themselves from the Muslim majority of northern Sudan. The highest Christian growth rates are found among all major non-Christian religious groups. They're found in Hindu nations, Buddhist nations, and Muslim nations. And also the majority of the top 20 countries are clustered in three areas, Eastern Asia, Western Africa, and the Arabian Peninsula, where Christianity is in the minority So do you want to see Christianity spread? Make it tough. Make it a life or death situation. Do you want to be slow and fat and soft and lazy? Well, keep blending into the world of America, the American church. Mm -hmm. You know, people flow into the mega churches. They're anonymous. Nobody sees them. Get in, you know, get out of the bleachers and get into the arena. And so that's my message today. You know, I see persecution coming. 
And I say in my spirit, thank you, Lord. Finally, in America, it's going to cost me something for my faith. And if it costs me something, I'm buying in. And so, guys, my admonition to you is prepare. I'm going to give you a Matthew Henry quote. It should be the goal of every man to prepare every day for his final day. So, guys, this is coming. Do not shrink back. Lean into it. Hebrews 11.39, 10.39. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but through faith are saved. Lean into persecution. Lean into suffering. Lean into the hard things. Allow God to make you the man that God himself has called you to be. Dale, what's up? What's next, man? Yeah, guys, we want you to head on over to our website at meninarena.org, and you need to order Jim's newest book, Strong Men, Dangerous Times, Five Essentials Every Man Must Possess to Change His World. Also, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your hero stories, how God has changed you and your life because of the ministry of Men in the Arena. So if you want to shoot us an email at info at meninarena.org, we will send you some swag. Swag! Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.